Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, pour your heart out to him. God's still moving. Still moving just how great he is. How great he is. He's still moving. Yeah. He's still moving just how great he is. How great he Praise, just let the praise and the worship. Hallelujah. That's it, just worship and call on his name. Just worship and call on his name. times in this service and I feel like the Holy Ghost is ready to sweep through this house one more time to liberate you from whatever's hey it's not that you don't love the Lord just things get in your way things block you things tie you up bind you thoughts emotions feelings whatever situations but the, the Lord's fixing to loose you. The Bible says also that the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And Jesus said, and you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Listen. The Holy Ghost is fixing to move through this building again. It's going to set you free if you... Listen. When Peter saw the door open, he couldn't even, he couldn't even recognize the angel had to kind of tap him say come on man the door is open let's go I want you to know the Lord's fixing to open the door you got to step through it I just need some folks that believes the Lord right now to lift their hands lift your voice come on one more time in this place if whatever it is you've been going through whatever you've been fighting whatever's been holding you down today it's going to be gone in the name of Jesus you will be liberated in the name of Jesus 
If the Son makes you free, you're going to be free indeed. Come on, somebody. He's going to set you free from indifference, from idleness, from addiction, from depression. Come on, proclaim it for somebody right now beside you. Let the Holy Ghost begin to talk in this house. How long has it been since you've been set free in the Holy Ghost? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He cut on the lolobosatahai. Oh! Malalobosandolobokatahai. Come on, that's it. Won't you start proclaiming it? I'm free in the name of Jesus. I'm just free in the name of Jesus. I'm loose in the name of Jesus. Loose from sickness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Loose from the fear of sickness in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, there's power in your prayer right now. There's power in the laying on of hands. Come on, let the miraculous, a miracle can happen in this place. I know it's the Lord that does the work, but me and you, we're the vessels. Come on. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stay prayerful. Stay, keep your mind on the Lord. I want you to listen to a little bit of this testimony right here. I want you to listen to what God can do when you'll let him, how he can set you free. 
this morning, Candy asked for people to testify, tell their testimony. I couldn't do it. I knew the Lord was speaking. He said, I need you to tell them what I've done for you. And the thing that came to me was shame, guilt, condemnation. I said, but what what, what did they think of me? I didn't grow up in this. But five years ago, five years ago, God found me in a bar. He found me in a bar with alcohol, drugs, you name it, in my system. I was living a life of filth. I said, there's no way. There's no way for me to come out of this. God brought me to this church. Not only did He deliver me from drugs, alcohol, toxic relationships. He showed me love that I have never been shown before. He showed me mercy that I was not deserving of. I don't care what you have come here with today. But God is going to move in your life. He has done it for me five years ago. And he's still doing it today. He's still moving in my life. And he's still moving in yours. You don't stop fighting. You don't stop pressing. You let God move. Come on, lift your hands across the room. Won't you remember, stir it up, stir up the gift that's in you. Remember where the Lord brought you from. Maybe God's given you a new testimony today of his power and deliverance. He love us all ye, Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you that it's all led to this. There's, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. We always say, well, God can do anything, but He won't do anything. He won't do just anything. He won't always do what He wants to do. Because there ain't nobody that He don't want to set free, but He won't always do that because He won't force people. I'm telling you, the Lord is here. I didn't know she was getting people to testify in the choir this morning. And our whole lesson, our first lesson this morning was not to be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord and the power being an overcomer by the blood of Jesus and by the word of your testimony. Mm-hmm. No testimony without Jesus. But he's trying to tell you in this place today that I'm here. It's amazing that some people feel like I don't have a testimony. That's not even partly true. Every step you take with him is another part of it. Him filling you with the Holy Ghost, his blood washing your sins, well, that's part of it. But, but man, that testimony just builds and builds and builds. The Bible says when Isaiah saw him, his train filled the temple because of the victories he had won. And let me tell you, we have not won any less victories because we are victorious through him. You've got the victory today. And these, these, boy, there's somebody in here just this feeling of, of idleness. This, uh, it's like, man, I know I love the Lord, but I just feel like I'm dead inside. Like I, but I'm telling you, God's here for that today. I, I know I love the Lord, but, but for some reason I feel cold and I just feel empty. I'm telling you, the Lord's here for that today. Hallelujah. That season of indifference and dryness is about to end in Jesus' name. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you in this house? I said that season of idleness and folding of hands and sitting back and letting others step up and do what you know you ought to be doing, it's about to end today in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Come on and receive that. It's about to end. You're about to get busy in the Spirit. You're about to get busy in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hallelujah. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to His name. 
Sino shuni nini makase nina na makai. Inine ne mekisiana na mosoka nda labashika. Neka nehihika na masakaya. Eshata nekisina makohota. Eliti ni mikiara. Sedianda sandalo mokoshi karada mahai. Ikike ni nikihakai sandala boshota kai. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Our testimony, the Lord says to us, must be shared. Your testimony must be spoken because we are not just overcomers because of our testimony or because of what God has done. We are overcomers by the word of that testimony. So in order for you to be triumphant, to stay victorious, you must speak. Your testimony. You must proclaim what God has done for you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Let's hear another word of testimony right quick. My testimony would take hours <laughs> to explain, but I just want to tell you where I was three years ago. I was standing, a lot of you know you were my prayer warriors, but I was standing back there with my four children. And when I would leave, I was sleeping in a battered women's shelter. I was uh, completely on my own in a sense, but with God I wasn't. But I would drive for Uber till 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night. I would drive 20 hours most weekends, Friday and Saturday. And I had some of you that would just hold my babies during the night. I had a one-year-old who was still nursing. And I would come home, and I would sleep for a couple hours, and then I would drive an hour to get here to this church because I had no family for 500 miles. They were all too far away to be near me, to be, to be there, to be my support. And this service, these services, kept me breathing. I had to remind myself, just breathe. It doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow. Just get through the next 15 minutes. I was so tired. I could hardly hold my eyes open in service. I was so tired. And it was, I spent all week taking my kids to child therapists. And um, God was so good tell you how good he was so good he was so good 
They moved me to a safe house, and I had one year to get out. And everywhere I looked, I couldn't afford any rent anywhere. There was, there was no amount of, there was nowhere that I could afford on my own with the money that I was making and four kids dependent upon me. And uh, there was this woman that I was, on Black Friday, I was standing there and I was looking for something for my kids for Christmas and there was this stranger that walked in as I was walking out and she just, I couldn't even see her because I had my head down and I was tears falling down my face and she took her arm and she wrapped her arm around my around my waist and she started praying for me at the exit as loud as I'm talking right now on Black Friday and she started praying for me and um, I'd never met her in my life and I felt this presence of the Lord just fall and ever since then she's been my Georgia mama and she doesn't come to this church but she has been here and she loves it and she started watching my babies at night while I would Uber drive. And um, it just made things easier. She would come to the safe house and she'd watch my babies. And two months went by and she calls me and she says, I can't come watch the babies tonight. My 41-year-old son just passed away. And I had just met him. And he was the picture of health. If anything, he looked like he was 25 he was just the picture of health. Two weeks after his uh, funeral, she comes to me and she says, Honey, God knew on Black Friday that I was going to have his condo and the insurance was going to pay it off. And God knew on Black Friday my son was going to die. And I was going to have a place for you to live. That's what she said to me two weeks after her son dies. And since then, I've been paying off debt that wasn't mine. And then more debt that wasn't mine. And about two weeks ago, well, God gave me this. I did not ask for this, but God knew I needed it. God gave me Nathan and another baby. And two weeks ago, I think it was, we moved into a 3,400-square-foot home. (laughs) And we still have money in the bank. (laughs) And we're not in debt. Or not in unsecured debt. (laughs) We're in debt with a house. (laughs) But three years ago, I was all by myself. But God saw, he saw that, that things could be better. And he, he dug me out of a pit like you would not. So wherever you are right now, I want you to know if a single woman with four very dependent children can go from homeless to homeowner with a whole new world around her in just three years. I just want you to know the Lord will do it for you. You just walk these aisles and pray and glorify the Lord and He will do it for you. Won't the Lord do it?
Hallelujah. You know, nobody wants to, to see tragedy. But there ain't nothing like watching God bring people out of tragedy. And we watched God do a miracle in this young lady's life. And, uh, and just bless both of them. We love, love these wonderful people. And got that, like I say, man, a nice house. Man, really, really nice. And God's good from, from take you from nothing to give you everything. happened in my life I was I was bullied for four, for four years and I felt like I was nothing after that for a whole year but after moving to this church I just feel so welcome and, and every day that I pray here I just feel stronger with you guys and I hardly ever see my family anymore, but I, I just, it's just so much for me. Yeah, praise God. And I hear two voices in my head every day. There's that awful voice that tries to speak to me and say that I'm not enough. And then there's the other voice telling me not to listen right. to it. And I listen to that voice every day. <laughs> Woo, come on, baby. Woo. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much. <laughs> oh, bless it, Jesus. Bless it, Jesus. Won't God do it now? Come on, let's lift our hands and thank Him for a moment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. These that's been testifying, it's just going to get better. It's going to get easier because we're overcomers by the word of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You'd be surprised how powerful your testimony is. It'll change, it'll change lives. God can do it. God can do it. I don't even know where to start. Oh, wow. Ever since I came here a year ago, God's been restoring me like yes. never before. Yes. What if y'all don't know? teenager I was abused <laughs> shame, guilt, dirtiness feeling like I'm not enough playing me <laughs> struggle with anorexia throughout high school I hated myself a lot of y'all wouldn't think that I wanted to disappear I didn't want anything <laughs> Depression and suicidal thoughts. <laughs> Those 
waiting for a long time. I struggle with anxiety. You name it. But God. But God. He heals, he restores. I'm living proof of that. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here. so many powerful testimonies in this place today and you would never know when you look at some people that wow really they were going through that they were facing that but God give us the name of this church before we even started this church restoration and that's what we've seen we've just watched God restore and restore and restore and restore and restore aren't you thankful for it come on let's give him a hand today I'm mindful of where we are in this service today. I'm mindful of the time. And I don't have to preach. Uh, Scheduled to today. But I don't have to. I'm, I'm willing to do what God wants me to do. I'm willing to follow the will of the Lord. And so, I know I will say I won't be long, but if you can just, if you can just hear what the Lord would say the Lord has broken so many chains in this place today. And I feel like we've got the key right here to unlock just a few more. And I think it's okay if you're at church to just be at church. And I promise you that I would not if I felt that, well, this is, this is unnecessary. The Lord's already moved. I know the Lord's already moved, but... I promise you that I would not get up here if I felt like, well, this is just me. Because nobody wants to listen to just me. But if you can hear what the Lord would say for just a couple of minutes today and help us. Acts 17. In verse 16. I know that this is for individuals today. The Lord has shown me. The Lord has spoken to me. And I appreciate you being patient. Ask the Lord to energize us for just a few more moments in this service today. Acts 17, verse 16. Paul is in Athens. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. 
feel like it should be the same for us, that when we see the world around us and what's going on, our spirit should be stirred within us. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and he uh, and the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? What an introduction. What a hello. Other some... <clears throat> He seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Hmm. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by, beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, Him I declare unto you. The unknown God. Lord Jesus, you've done so much for us already in this place. Lord, and I would not step out of line with your will and your purpose for this service today. God, I am your servant. And I ask that you would energize us for just a couple more minutes today to hear your word, to be changed by it. Lord, I speak in the name of Jesus that who this word is intended for today, Lord, it's going to fall on good ground. It's going to take root, Lord, and they're going to be changed in this place today. Lord, there's going to be more testimonies formed and birthed in this house today in the name of Jesus. Lord, and I thank you. I give you all the honor and glory and praise. Clap your hands to the Lord as you're seated. says that the Athenians, let me start by saying this, <clears throat> that the Lord, what you've seen today, these that have given these beautiful testimonies, and I'm so glad, I don't, I don't care if it's eating into your lunchtime, I'm so glad and so blessed by these beautiful testimonies of what the Lord has done. The Lord wants to do that for you. The Lord wants to do that for somebody that we don't know, that's never been here, somebody you work with, somebody in your household. But, but I'm telling you today, He wants to do this for you. These Athenians, it says that uh, they were there, it said they spent all their time in nothing else but to either tell or to hear some new thing. There are too many that are just looking for some new thing. There are too many that they just they want to they they come they come to church and they they you know they they go around and they they claim to serve God, but they're just waiting for some new thing. A lot of them are looking for some new thing that maybe it'll make uh, make it just a little easier. Maybe it'll be less rules that I have to follow. Some some new thing, but but they're not really seeking the Lord. They had on this altar the inscription. That, see, they served a plethora of gods. They had this inscription on the altar, to the unknown God. 
And Paul said, you worship this unknown God, but you worship Him ignorantly. And there are too many people today that claim to serve God, but they don't even know God. And they ignorantly worship the unknown God. They know about God. And they know what the idea of God is. And they know the American version of God. But they don't know God. And they ignorantly worship an unknown God. Unknown to them. I want to tell you that unless you have a revelation of the object that you worship. I'm trying to help somebody today. I know, I'm sorry if I'm eating until your lunch time. Unless you've got a revelation of the one that you worship. Then your worship is foolishness. You know why a lot of people think that Christianity is foolish? Because of Christians that claim to worship and be like a God that they do not know. They claim to follow and represent a God that they do not know. John 4. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the short version of this today. You're welcome. John 4 and 21, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. They're discussing things. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto Him, I, I know the Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. When He is come, He will tell us all things. <laughs> and Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am He. And something happened in her. And her eyes were opened. And she had a revelation of who God was. And who the Messiah was. And who the Christ was. Who He is. It says, and His disciples uh, came... Marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot, and went her way into the city, and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city, and came unto him. She couldn't bring people to the Lord, until she knew who he was. There are people that claim to be Christians and, and serve God and represent God, but they don't even have a revelation of who God is. And they don't even know God. They have not become intimate with God. They don't, they, they serve and worship an unknown God. They worship an idea of God. They worship the concept of God. But you cannot win people to God unless you've got a revelation of who He is. I want to, we cannot win lost souls to a God that we do not know. 
And I want to tell you as an individual, you can't do anything in, the, in this gospel and, and what it's supposed to be cannot be what it's supposed to be to you and for you and through you unless you know who it is that you worship. Unless you know God. I'm trying to condense this down for you. I don't want to just know Him. Or no, I don't want to just know about Him. I want to know Him. I don't just want... The, the idea of God is not enough. I'm reaching for somebody. It might not be touching you, but I'm telling you, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. It's getting a hold of somebody right now. The concept of God, the idea of what God can do in, in a life for God can be, is not enough. We must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I cannot worship a God that I do not know. Listen, I can praise long distance. God is good. God is great. God is powerful. I can praise long distance. But I cannot worship long distance. I cannot worship in spirit and in truth if I have not become intimate with God. I cannot worship in spirit and in truth unless I really know God. Unless I'm on a personal level with God. Unless I have given myself fully to Him. I cannot worship long distance. Because I can praise and say God is great, but I can worship and say, God, you are great. When I worship, I can fall at his feet. When I worship, I can feel his arms around me because I know him. I'm moving, I'm moving. We're supposed to be the bride of Christ. This might sound funny to you. But God will not be intimate with anyone but His bride. I know we live in a world and a society that says otherwise it's okay. You can be intimate. You can fool around. Do whatever you want to. Don't worry about being in a covenant relationship or a marriage. But I'm telling you, unless I'm the bride of Christ, there's no intimacy between me and God. Unless I'm in a covenant relationship with God, there's not going to be any intimacy. I'm not going to experience what it's like to worship in spirit and in truth. I might feel tingles, I might can feel the Holy Ghost, but to know what it's like to be a true worshiper, to know Him, to be intimate with Him, I've got to become the bride. I'm getting somewhere, I'm getting somewhere. Psalm 42, 1 through 2. It says, as the heart, as the deer, Panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? We put emphasis on how much we need God, which is absolutely true. We need the Lord more than we need our next breath. Because if I don't take my next breath, I can still be with Him. We'd have no life without Him. We'd have no hope of salvation without Him. We'd be doomed without Him. In fact, we wouldn't be here right now if it was not for our Creator. We can never ever change the fact that we need Jesus. And if, if you don't realize that, let me tell you, you need Jesus. You need Him. You've been trying to live without Him. I'm talking to somebody today. You've been trying to scrape by without Him. You need Jesus. 
And we've always needed him. And we need him right now. And we'll need him tomorrow. And we'll need him forever. Every hour I need thee. But David says here, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. He said, when can I get into his presence? When shall I come and appear before God? David was a man after God's own heart. And he said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. If nothing else, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. Thou may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He said in Psalm 63, My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, my soul followeth hard after thee. We know that we need God. We know what it is to need God. But do we know what it is to want God? Do we know what it is to want to know God? I don't want to just know about Him. I want to know Him. I want to have relationship with Him. People know they need God, but they don't live for Him. And that's something. I'm trying to get you to, to see that knowing that I need Him doesn't do anything. Because people know they need God. There's people in this house today. I love you. There's people in this house today that know they need God, but they don't live for Him. They need Him, but they turn away from Him. They need Him, but they close their ears to Him. They need Him, but they do everything else but spend time with Him. They need Him, but they... Come on. They need Him, but they got no room for Him. See, I know, I know that I need Jesus. Life has taught me well that I need Jesus. But I'm telling you, for all of my needing Jesus, life has taught me and driven me to a place that I want Jesus. I desire to have Him. I desire to be in relationship with Him. He is my God. He's my Savior. I love Him. He is my everything. He's my best friend. He's my passion. He's my heart's driving force. I want Him. I desire Jesus. It's not just another rule on my list. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I just got to have more of Jesus. I've got to have more of Him. What a difference it is to want God. Now listen, I'm, 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 I'm getting where I'm going. I'm getting where I'm going. We want blessings. We want revival. We want to see supernatural at work. We've got to do more than go through the motions. We've got to do more than just make it look like we're having church the right way. We've got to do more than put on a production. We've got to do more than go by a program. That's why I'm so thankful that we can take a few extra minutes and let, God, let people tell what God's done for them. I ain't mad about it. I ain't worried about my lunch. I want what God wants. I want Jesus and I want everything about him. I want, I want to serve his kingdom. I don't want to, I don't want, just, you know, we can't only come to church. Although, y'all to. But we've got to desire a relationship with God. Church is not a relationship with God. It is where I strengthen and build my relationship with God. But I'm telling you, there's more than three days out of the week, three evenings out of the week that we need to be in relationship with Him.
I, I don't even like to say I make time for God. I make time for everything else. But God is all day, every day. God, speak to me. Let me feel your presence. Let me feel the Holy Ghost. Let me be. Let me touch you. Let me get in, in, in the same place as you. Let me get into your presence at any time. I'll make time for everything else. I ain't making time for God. Makes me want to live right. Makes me want to live right. Makes me want to, 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 to take that step that I need to take in my life and change my life and be what God's called me to be. It makes me want to talk right. It makes me want to dress right. It makes me want to live my life in such a way that people are not confused about who I serve. If we want Jesus, we've got to want to do what Jesus wants us to do. Well, I can't make myself want something. Why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good? We were made to live for God. Whether we want Him or not, He wants us. He loves us. Ask somebody how they grew to love one another. Look at somebody who's been married for a long time. Ask them, how would you grow to love one another? They didn't do it by simply saying it and then never spending time or investing time or putting in what needs to be put in uh, and all, all these other things before them. Amen? Amen? I want Jesus and everything that living for Him is. I want to have the things He wants me to have. I want to do the things He wants me to do. I want to be a servant. I the prisoner of the Lord. I want to be devoted to Him, not because I have to, but because I'm in love with Jesus. And He is everything to me. Now listen. I'm getting where I'm going. Because there's somebody listening to these testimonies today. I want that. I want that. But I, I'm not in a place that I have that. You feel like I can't stand up there and talk about how good God is. I, I don't even get into His presence anymore. I don't even talk to Him anymore. I've got some gospel songs that I love. I like coming to church. You better know I'll be there for the Thanksgiving banquet. <laughs> but my relationship with God is suffering, if not non-existent. Listen, you've tried other things. I feel the Holy Ghost. You've tried Another way of life. You've tried. You've tried. And it has not fulfilled. It has not satisfied. Are you at the place yet where you want God and want to know Him so badly that you'll say, I'll let go of whatever I have to let go of. I will change whatever I have to change. I will do whatever I have to do. I just want Jesus 
back in my life. Now listen. God wants you. We get it confused. We feel like I've done everything else but, but live for God. But God wants you. God desires to be in relationship with you. God wants to speak to you. Listen, you want to be lost and go to hell? You're going to have to work hard for it. I'm sorry if that messes with your theology. But if you want to be lost and go to hell, let me get plain. Y'all are quiet. If you want to be lost and not live for God and go to hell, you're going to have to work hard for it. Not just because you're going to have to walk over my dead body to get to hell, but Jesus is saying, do you know what I have done to make sure that you aren't lost? Do you know how badly I desire to be in relationship with you? You might not be putting forth effort, but I wrapped myself in a robe of flesh and I died on a cross and I carried all your sin and I saw every mistake you'd ever made before you make it and I still called you and I still saved you and I still baptized I still called you by my name I still love you you might leave me and you might forsake me and you might turn your back on me but I will never leave thee and I will never forsake thee He told an unrepented people one time, you've done all this and you've done all this wickedness and you've been whoring around with everything else but me, but I am married unto thee. I am married unto thee and I will not leave you and I will not cast you away because I want to know you. Oh, somebody needs to get that. Oh, you, you, you've taken steps away from God. And you've been living in an ungodly way. And you've been doing things you ought not to do. And your relationship with God has suffered drastically. But I will never leave thee or forsake thee. That's not predicated on anything else. If you want to be lost, you're going to have to claw your way through the blood of Jesus. If you want to be lost, you're going to have to pry his hands open and try and jump out because he's not going to let you go. I don't care what this world tells you. God will not turn his back on you. Your ministry is still alive. That burden that God put inside you, it's still alive. It might not be a fire, but it's an ember. It's a spark. I'm telling you, there's something still there, and there's nothing that God won't revive and heal and restore and make new if you'll just say, I want it. Music can come. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just trying to do what the Lord would have me do right now. 
somebody in this place today. I wish I could shake you, wake you up, help you remember that what you're feeling in your life right now and where you're at in your life right now. There's, there, there, there is something different. There is a real relationship with God. The idea and the concept of a relationship with God and, and of serving God, that only gets you so far. He's, he said, Lo, I'm, I'm with you always. We can be in a place where all day, every day, I don't ever have to wonder, is God with me? I want to be in a place that I know Him so that I know that I can just start talking to Him and He's there listening. He's not far off. Some of you today, God wants to bring, wants to bring you to a place where you don't go to bed at night hoping and praying that you don't somehow lose the Holy Ghost while you sleep because you're so afraid that you're going to step off the edge into a lake of fire by accident. I'm telling you, God is pulling for you and fighting for you. He's not just going to let you slide into hell. He's not just going to let you be lost. He cannot force you, but He will never stop reaching for you. He will never stop wanting you. You are the apple of His eye. He loves you. He created you in His image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He wants you more than you want Him. I love thee with an everlasting love. I don't want to stand before Him one day say, God, look at all the Christian things I did. Look at all the check marks that I marked off. Look at all these boxes I checked off the list. And Him say, I never knew you. I was your brand. I was your hype word. I was just chills to you. I was just a feel good thought to you. But I never knew you. And it's not because I didn't want to. I'm not trying to throw a damper on us right now, but I believe God is stirring someone today. Listen, I'm saying this and I'm done. Please, please, you might, your mind might be somewhere else. I might not be your favorite preacher. You might be ready to, to go and But please, if you can hear my voice, 
know that it is not me that's reaching for you right now. It's God that's reaching for you right now. It's God that's saying, I, I want I want to be in covenant relationship with you. Let me wrap my arms around you. Let me speak to you. Let me comfort you. Let me lead you and guide you and be with you every step, every second of every day. These altars are open today. And I know that we've prayed and we've prayed and we've felt the Lord, but can someone that just feels like God is pulling them further today find a place in the altar for just a few minutes and cry out and hey if this if you feel like maybe this this hits you in a different way today then then why don't you just tell the Lord God Lord don't let me ever lose my relationship with you Lord I'm thankful that I have you I'm thankful to know you but don't let anything pull me away from you but I'm telling you there's someone in here today that you've given yourself over to other things you've given yourself over to just the idea of God but he wants to know you Yeah.
we praise Him. We praise Him. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Just, let's just lift our voice to Him for a moment. Be thankful for the testimony He's given and that He is now giving you. Hallelujah. For what He's doing in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, getting up is part of a testimony. We think testimony is, well, he pulled me out. You know, a big part of testimony is I got up. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Some people think that falling is the end of it. Failing is it. Failing ain't final. Falling ain't final. But I'll tell you what's eternal is that word and that Savior. And he wants you to get up. So let me tell you, don't drop your head in shame because you fell. You lift your voice up because you got up. I know it's by the mercy of the Lord. I know it's by his grace. That's it. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. I don't know where I'm at. The Lord's going to be there. This this walk, I've said it before, I said, but your, your testimony, the, the trail you, you're walking behind you will be littered with all the mishaps and mess-ups. But you just keep going forward. Ain't nobody served God no amount of time can't turn around and look behind you and say, ooh, I wish that had never happened. But I'm just going to keep putting distance between me and that. You keep walking for the Lord. Keep searching out don't, don't let him be the unknown God don't let him be the unknown God get a relationship with Jesus serve him with all your heart worship him in spirit and truth tremendous word today praise God let's give the Lord a hand God has moved in this house today oh man God has just moved from the very beginning from choir practice all the way through this altar call to, to let us know, to prove himself, to show us who he is and what he does. I'm thankful that I know him today. Praise God. If you don't, you can. And if you don't, you should. It's the best life going. Praise God. Tomorrow night we'll be here praying at 7 o'clock. I sure would love to see about 120 people in here praying tomorrow night. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome to have about just fill this place up with folks praying and calling on the Lord tomorrow. Let's make it happen. Invite somebody to prayer. Come be here. Clear your calendar, whatever you got to do. Let's be here for prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to see God move and do great things. God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.